0: what's up critters it's your half elf talon here just wanted to let you know that this will be the last episode before our mid-season break rest assured we're hard at work getting you more of that roll to hit goodness and you'll be able to catch the latest adventures of your favorite band of misfits as soon as possible Just wanted to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon donors who were recently featured as NPCs in our story. Huge thank you to Michael Spreadman and Andy B who appeared as Commander Michaels and Andy the Horn Player. You guys are the best and we really appreciate the support from all of our patrons. If you want to get the chance at being immortalized in Roll to Hit lore, you can head over to patreon.com slash roll to hit. In the meantime, be sure to share us with your friends on social media, send us more of your amazing fan art, and check out the other great shows on The Cometist Network at thecomatist.com. Without further ado, here's the mid-season finale. Buckle up, because shit's about to get weird.
1: So it's the morning of the big battle. Uh, You guys have been having scouts come back and forth watching the army approach towards Jordan's Crossing.
2: This might be a dumb question. We don't have that flying ship anymore, do we? Let's
3: do it. Azir's going to go with Captain Gideon. We're going to get some hot oil.
1: We're going to
2: drop the oil.
1: So, late in the morning, you hear horns echo through the area and you hear a roar of the army about 500 feet away from you. And then you hear and almost feel a rumble through the earth as you see the units charging at you so the first volley of arrows comes in and for a brief moment the sky goes dark as you guys look up and it looks like a black cloud and most of the arrows just hit off the sides of the walls okay we're gonna uh dump oil Okay, you light your arrows and your, your unit lets loose. Many of them fall short and just kind of tunk, 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 into the ground. We're gonna start raining some fireballs on them. You see it lob in. The units that you're aiming for kind of dart out of the way from the air. Uh, you notice that there is uh, these weird mounds heading directly towards the bridge. Thaddeus, you like knock and you let loose and you guys just rain down hellfire onto this first unit of gnolls that comes charging at you. That unit is destroyed. Alfred, what would you like to do?
4: So last, uh, last week Alfred got a, uh, an, an amulet that he won, He was uh, spending the week attuning to, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he now knows what it does. He's going to take off his mouth harmonica, which was his third attuned uh, item, and replace it with whatever he just learned how to use. Can he get information on what that mm-hmm. amulet was?
1: Oh shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, do, do, you, do you forget doing it?
1: Yeah, give me one second.
4: <laughs> okay. Did I tell you what it did or like what it, no. what it looked like? I, no. I uh, no, just that it was another amulet. That was shiny. It may have been an amulet. Looked like it was red. Maybe it just looked cool and like the real magic was the confidence it gave me. I uh, know.
1: Okay, so so you put this amulet on. Yeah. And the chef hat
2: appears.
3: <laughs> I
2: remember. <laughs>
0: What is this shit? It just takes it off.
2: <laughs> so
1: you put you put the amulet on, and um, you just feel this rush of like power, and and your your extra bard. Who are the two bards next to you? Uh, I got a my man's oyster and tane next so to me. Oyster he looks <laughs> next to you, and he goes, "Oi, what the fuck!" <laughs> and uh, you kind of blur for a second, almost like you you not the spell blur, but you kind of like go transparent. Um, And you can feel literally the all the other planes of existence within your reach. Whoa! You have an amulet of the planes. The gray planes (laughs) 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 disappear. (laughs) P P L A N E S. Those planes. So you can use an action to name a location that you're familiar with on another plane of existence. Then you make an intelligence check. On a successful check, you cast Plane Shift spell. On a failure, you end each creature and object within you travel to a random destination.
3: Oh, totally worth it. Oh, I think I
4: know where I'm going. (laughs) Brass Brass (laughs) Okay, all right. And so now that I know that, I take my useless mouth harmonica and I fix it to my Hippogriff Wellsey, I'm gonna have him fly around while he plays musical (laughs) tunes.
1: (laughs) Okay. To lighten the mood. So just to give you an image of exactly how I see this, and and I'm I'm not really leaving it up to for debate on this one. This this hippogriff takes off on the air and flies around like one of those uh, half upside down Disney birds. Yes and (laughs) and all you hear is
4: (laughs) <laughs> and I said I said a beat to it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is all thaumaturgy too, so it's yeah. like. Just, <laughs>
4: I've Got
2: hot beats. What do we do, sir?
1: Okay. Yeah, I hope that was okay. That i mean Yeah. Right. What? Yeah, this is fine. Okay. <laughs> it's plane shifting. This
4: is fine.
2: Seems like an understatement.
1: Alfred, what are the rest of your units doing? What are the rest of your like dudes doing with the other units?
4: I mean, the the other units I think are just readying. They're they're uh, constantly humming songs just so in case of a potential morale issue. Um, mm-hmm. They're basically in a perpetual state of readiness to boost morale. So like that last time when Azir's guys were kind of skittish, I had a uh, Princel sing a uh, twenty five or D six to four by Chicago. <laughs> it kind of made them all feel nicer.
1: Okay. All right, is here.
3: Okay, so uh, I'm going to have Gideon uh, swing back. I'm, I'm assuming we're, we – do Do we have more oil? Is,
1: wh- how yeah, much you oil? Can try, was... You can try a second one if you want.
3: Okay. So, yeah, we're going to do another – we're going to start coming back because I, I imagine the front line is, like, if we don't move with them, they're going to move beyond us. Exactly. So we want to try to keep pace with that front line. So we're heading back towards the keep. I'm going to have my guys drop the oil, and I am going to do something unique uh, or – not unique, but different from my my group. And that is, so I'm also going to have Gideon, this is a little risky, but I'm going to have him, um, well, actually, no, I, I don't need to do this.
1: Need and looks awesome are very different things.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm going to have him, it's a little risky, so I'm going to have him drop elevation just a little bit. We were mm-hmm. at maybe two to 150 feet. I'm going to have to drop us to about 100 feet. Okay. And I am going to, um, as a at will, racial magic, use uh, dancing light to cast purple fire above the ground where I saw those things and follow them. Because the, the fire can move up to 60 feet. Mm-hmm. So in that turn, I'm going like, <laughs> to basically trace the ground with this purple fire that is not, not like the orangey fire <laughs> of things on fire. It's yeah. a very different purple fire.
1: Okay, you're gonna do that before, or after your unit goes.
3: So we'll we'll drop elevation. They'll drop the oil when we get to ele- that lower elevation, and and I'll be doing my uh, fairy, uh,
1: Sorry, my dancing lights. Okay. So Gideon drops elevation. Uh, give me a piloting check for Gideon. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> he dies. They're all dead. He got a... Gideon has an aneurysm.
3: <laughs> uh, no, I just dropped my dice, so I rolled another die, which was much better, and it's a 20, natural 20, so 28 on that.
1: Okay, Gideon lines you guys up perfectly. Uh, your unit will have advantage to dropping the oil this time.
3: Great. Just like last time, which did me no good, but we'll we'll go for it again. Uh, I'll take that. So we got a 19 to drop oil plus my wisdom, so 22.
1: Okay, Thaddeus, you did not have a ready this time. Uh, you took an action. so you see uh, Azir drop another another layer of oil and this time you see it. it's like this perfect black like line that that runs uh, underneath the ship. Uh, it looks like a good a good good setup this time as opposed to the last one. And Azir, you can take your action now. Does it require a roll, or does it just happen?
3: It's just at will.
1: Okay. And Thaddeus, Talon, and Alfred, you guys see these uh, these mounds that that were kind of hidden by the grass. Uh, they look like the you know when Bugs Bunny travels underground, and it's not like that. The of like line <laughs> of dirt. <laughs> you see one heading towards each tower of the of the western bridge. Hmm. They look like they are moving towards the bridge, and they are uh, uh, the size of large creatures. But you can't make out what they are. You just see these mounds of earth being pushed up.
2: Do they look like they're moving faster than the knolls? They
0: are in front of the knolls. yes.
2: Okay. And
1: Talon, it's your turn.
0: Mmm... So I whip my cloak back, even though I don't know what it does yet. I uh, tighten my black leather gloves and I turn my hat backwards. (laughs) Even though it's a tiara, so it doesn't have the exact same effect. (laughs) And we uh, are going to all cast Fireball in addition to the two meteors that we send across where the oil has been dumped.
1: Did you take the time to attune to your cloak or have you just put it on? I
0: mean, I've been sleeping with it. I, have, <laughs> yeah. I haven't taken it off. So
1: <laughs> so you flip back your cloak and for a brief moment, you feel like this really cool, like, you know, when you dump cold water on your head on a hot day and you get that rush of like, oh, geez, but then it feels like really good. Yeah. Yeah, so you f- feel that go down the back of your neck and kind of like all the way on the back of your body as the cloak kind of like ignites into into a white fire. Nice. All evocation spells you cast will will get a bonus plus two damage. What? I think that was the right evocation is is casting fireballs and ice balls. Yeah, and sh- pretty yes, much everything
3: you do is evocation.
1: <laughs> nice. Oh goddamn!
0: <laughs> it's knuckle puck time, bitches. <laughs> If I could paraphrase.
1: It's not a plus two to attack. It's just a plus two to the damage. All right. God damn. But plus
0: two for all
2: of your units.
1: And you you can see... Yeah, so it gives your units a bonus because of like... What? That's awesome. And uh, the drawback, however... Uh, is that while you have this cloak activated you have a disadvantage to stealth checks because you are literally a walking white candle
0: uh so i also my boots sorry that was the third magic one uh so my boots give me advantage to stealth so how
1: convenient
0: they cancel <laughs> <Wow>. out <laughs> so well
1: yeah while the cloak is activated it cancels out got it so i can turn this on and off or it's just when i'm wearing it and not wearing it you can activate it and deactivate it so it's like a it takes it takes a bonus action to activate you have to say flame on though yeah it's like a, <laughs> just like the animate shield and yeah. yeah i do want a command word because all cool items deserve a command word for for hey, knuckle
4: puck
0: <laughs>
1: <Three>. <laughs> what's a uh,
0: what's a good Ash Ketchum phrase? Now that uh, I've already invoked that image, I choose Solax. you. <laughs> yep, I choose you.
1: <laughs>
0: nah, let's stick with knuckle puck time,
1: bitches. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Talon, make you make your attack. Who are you attacking again? Which unit? Sorry, attacking the general. Sorry, the, you the oil oil. Oil.
0: Yeah, basically yeah. the front line of the Knowles. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is the BR attack. It is indeed. Oh, oh my. God, you gotta be kidding
1: me! I did a twenty-seven. Nope, twenty-three. Damn it! Sorry, man. So your shots go wide. Is that for all three attacks that happened? Yeah, uh, you you attack as a unit is essentially how it works. Can you uh, do me a favor? And are you gonna make an attack on your own? But that was
3: your unit was doing three different attacks.
1: Yes. No, like they. So the way this works is you guys are a a, a unit. You roll as a unit. Okay. Um, And if Talon wishes to, like, say, aim and shoot at the oil that's on the ground to ignite it, then he, as the commander, can do that. Just like your unit dumped the oil and then you, Azir, did something.
0: Right. Gotcha.
1: So if Talon Talon had rolled really well, then I would have had him hit multiple units. Well,
0: that was anticlimactic.
1: Sorry, do, do you want to take a shot at the oil? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. 18. Noise. Yeah, so you're using your meteor spell again? Or fireball this time? That was a fireball. Yeah, okay, so if one of your fireballs just kind of goes like launching and lobs. And when you shoot it, you see like the white flame from your, from your cloak kind of flows down your arms and envelops the orange ball of fire that's forming by your spell. And then you have this like multi-white orange fireball launch from your hands rail in the air to the oil and it just goes (laughs) and you have this large wall of oil light right up and shoot flames straight up into the air 15 20 feet like one of those really cool like i just went to an air show and saw shit being blown up like one of those (laughs) firewalls and top of the round so three of my units burst through the wall of fire like they just charge right through and they successfully make it but other units are, are held back this round, and, and the smoke and the uh, intensity of the heat negate any ranged attacks towards you guys or the city in this round. The units that are coming through, though, they cheer, and and you hear one command something that you can't see, and you see uh, two large ballets leap from the earth up towards the walls of the bridge. Yep.
3: What are those? Or uh, I what think we would call them Bullets. Oh, essentially, essentially, they look
4: like oh, their land sharks. sharks. <laughs> yeah, you you saw it in my campaign. They're yeah, ones who I think it yeah. ate a deer. Whole. Who ate all? Yeah, <laughs> he ate the deer and then ate all the um, coyotes type things. Yeah, yeah. the hyenas. Hyenas. With, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Talon, you see above you a storm cloud forming. Cannot. Mm. Is it too late to do counterspell? It, well, okay. So counterspell requires you to see the Someone person casting, casting the spell. And because yeah. of the wall of flame, you cannot see the caster. Yep. However, you can do dispel uh, on your turn. That is not something I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> you are an evocation sorcerer, right? Correct. So you recognize this spell as call lightning, but you're you're fairly certain that, while it's a call lightning spell, they can see where to cast it, but they cannot make you guys out. So the first volley comes down randomly. You will, uh, Your unit and Thaddeus's unit will have an advantage to their dexterity saving throws. This is a dexterity saving throw for your individual characters and and a BR check for your units.
2: Is Talon, is he within 10 feet of me or he's probably further than
1: that? Uh, Well, you guys put yourself on the keep and I think you all know this. So I would say that he would be aware of that that ability. So I don't see why he wouldn't.
0: Okay, so... you can
1: add, I believe, plus three. So I'm rolling twice, one for myself and one for the unit? Mm-hmm. So is Thaddeus, and you guys have advantage for both. So your BR will will roll with advantage as well. Because I can, I can see where to cast the spell, but because I can't see you guys, uh, I can't focus those lightning bolts. So Talon's was a 24, and
0: the unit's is a 37. Holy Jesus. Okay.
2: And uh, Thaddeus's... Is was an 18 for himself and then
1: 31. Nice. Uh, So you guys all managed to dodge. The lightning bolts come crashing down on top of the keep and leave those really horrible like black marks of carbon residue. And it smells like ozone and a fresh rainfall mixed with burning oil and it's just this really bizarre, both relaxing and horrible, (laughs) (laughs) scent in the air. So to give you guys a a general lay of the land, you see a wall of fire from the west side of the bridge. Um, it is slowly starting to spread all four directions through the great plains there are two bullets and three units that will close on the bridge sort of uh, edge this turn one unit looks like it's heading towards the keep we're going to call that keep unit one unit is heading towards the north side of the bridge and that has a bullet attached to it now and one unit is to the south side of the bridge tower, and that is the has uh, a bullet to it. So when you attack one of those three units, you need to tell me which one you're gonna attack. Azir, you are currently floating back up into the air because of the smoke. You guys are having a hard time seeing anything on the ground now. If your spell requires a concentration, n- you no longer have line of sight. If it's permanent, then it keeps going. Alfred, if your unit wants to do anything of the stuff that you can do as far as like attack style stuff, uh, now would be the time to take your action. Because you spread your unit out, I will let you aid one of the other three in some fashion and then you yourself will have an action as well.
4: Okay, yeah, none of my guys can actually attack. They're all spread out within the uh, the unnamed um Yeah, yeah but battalions. Y- if yeah. you've
1: got a whole bunch of bards and backup y- yep. units, they all have, like, utility spells, but there's also a lot of, like, you know, uh, um, vicious mockery-style stuff that can... Okay, Right, so so depending on how well you hit the unit, that will aid, say, Azir in his attack on the unit. All right, cool. Yeah,
4: I think could yeah. it would be that all my units spend their time using something like cutting words, so instead maybe it subtracts from your BR role?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it would be like you as a, you know, like, because you spread them out, and, and I'm not giving you three different turns, you, you'd pick one person to aid essentially okay. is what it would be. Okay, so we're at the top of the round. You guys all kind of had general idea of what it looks like. The rest of the units are being held back. You're fairly certain Talon, by the power of that spell, it's it's probably Elon casting it. Uh, and don't forget, you guys can, like, talk to each other, too, and it, you'd have to yell, though. So <laughs> you're also going to let other people know what's going on you see the army within the city launching arrows like everyone seems to be launching arrows back and forth until people are getting close and engaged and and it seems to be deterring both sides you guys have a bit bit more going on right now so you're currently winning Thaddeus, it's your turn.
2: The group that's going towards the bridge, are they past the keep
1: already? They're kind of like next to it. They're ignoring it, and they're they are going to the bridge instead. There are two of those. There's a north bridge and a south. So the bridge goes east-west, right? So there's a north tower and a south tower? Mm-hmm. So there are two. There's one going to each. And the bullets look like they're aiming for the towers.
2: Okay. One other thing. Uh, it, it, there's a group right on the keep, a, a
1: different group. They're coming towards the keep. There's a group heading to the keep, yeah. Looks like okay. they're trying to charge it to get in.
2: I am going to tell my unit to go go back to the bridge to man the gates to start getting ready
1: for them to close. Okay, so they go across the gangplank that you guys had had makeshifted to get between the keep and the south tower. Mm-hmm. They will be a, at the south tower this turn, but that will take their turn. Okay. Are you going to go with them, or would you like to a, do something down below?
2: No, I'm not going to go with them.
1: So what are you going to do from the keep? I- I'm going
2: to uh, I'm going to keep attacking the ones that are coming towards the keep.
1: Okay, I want you to make a morality check, please. Twenty one. Okay, they salute and. Follow
2: orders. And then uh, I'm going to shoot my uh, my arrow. And remember, so I also, that bow is magical too, but we didn't explain. So I, as I'm using it, I don't know what, if it makes a difference. But.
1: So have you ever seen, uh, I, I know I'm borrowing this from something. Oh, I remember <laughs> what it's from. It's from that really, 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 really horrible remake of uh, Clash of the Titans. Mm. Like that yes. just despicable, God, I can't believe they did that over again movie. The one cool thing I thought of, it. well, I think there was two because I really enjoyed the owl being put into it. But the one really cool thing was that bow. So as you pull your bow off, uh, you pull back where there should be a string and a bright shining light of white energy just arcs between the two points of the bow and your bow grants your ammunition of a plus two to hit and damage. Nice.
2: nice. So I'm going to target How does this work for me? Like, do I target individuals or is it still...? So, you can target the
1: billet or you can target the unit.
2: I I wanted to go for the billets. Okay. Twelve to hit.
1: That is not enough. So that your arrow, despite it having like it, so it launches, and as it launches, you see it have this like almost looks like one of those like cool rocket trails of just like a little bit of white energy. Uh, but it hits the armor of the bullet, and it just kind of pings off. Alfred, your turn.
2: Wait, wait, w- one thing. So I have a second attack, so I still get oh, to okay, shoot again, sure, right? Yeah. Even though it's yeah, okay. Yeah, no, so. sure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, it magically misses. Uh, I, I, so again. Yeah, it's like a five. Uh, well, no, it, it, it's a natural one, so it,
1: Yeah, it's a natural one. (laughs) I mean, it has been a long time since you've uh, since (laughs) you've played with ranged weapons. Uh, It's still a new thing for you. (laughs) (laughs) You blame the bow because, like, who makes a bow without a without an actual like (laughs) bow? For God's sakes, come on. And uh, Alfred, it's your turn.
4: Okay. um your had more than one attack of oil? Right. He, he has more oil to drop. Is he dropping more oil? I, I he's think he's done. That's, it. He's got his oh, two. You have no he's more oil. he's okay. done. So it's likely that so uh, likely Talon's unit will attack next. Then, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have uh, my guys, uh, Targus and Prishbreed, who are with Talon. I'm gonna have them um, kind of uh, work up some nice uh, tunes to try to shout, to try to distract the opposing forces. So when they are uh, <laughs> when they attack next, are they just up
1: there shout? Shout. Let <laughs> it all yeah. out. <laughs>
4: I will have them sing uh, My Heart Will Tell On by Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> i by Dion. Yeah, so Dion. there's this beautiful, just real. Heart-wrenching solo,
0: and the Knowles just kind of look up, looking For a off brief in the distance. Moment, the, the yeah.
1: battle just stops, and everyone like sways the, uh, to Children the music. Is that that movie yeah, really yeah. with the scene with the baby, baby. at the end? Yeah. Yes, Everybody yes. just Stops and listens. Someone <laughs> drops a gemstone from the North Tower into the river. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, I,
4: I've got I've got a soprano and a tenor. That's why I sent Targus and Prishbreed. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna belt one out to uh, hopefully their, their cutting words, cutting tune, um, will help out on Talon's next attack and then that's my units as for me I'm gonna go oh man well uh, I'll be right back guys and I'm gonna send myself to the City of the Brass (laughs) get Sherlock (laughs) so um, I don't know how how caught up or how in depth your your role to hit lore is um, Tim but City of the Brass is where almost as a throwaway uh, Sherlock was transferred to at the end of my season where he lived for 30 years and has like a family there so I'm gonna go to the City of the Brass time moves slower there so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the city of the brass and i'm gonna try to find some people who knew uh sherlock and try to convince them to come back to fight with. find his children <laughs> yes maybe he, all... he will have children there yeah. and everything oh who are probably my grown god. up now because it's been it's been many years in fact it's been many many years if it was 30 like, years for like a couple seconds yeah he probably has grand grand grandchildren now
1: <laughs> and maybe there's another Bertrand. i need an intelligence check from you please
4: oh yes i forgot i have to try this first oh god uh
1: 14 Okay, I need you to unplug. All right, everyone else, stop plug. Okay, you're good. Okay, roll a D100. Yes, I had my dice all set for this. 66. (laughs) Okay, so what I need you to do is I need you to roll on a D20. Okay, so it's a six on the D20. Okay, so uh, you did not make your check. You appear. (laughs) So... (laughs) You disappear from the real world and you pop into your new plane of existence and you show up in Hades. Nice. Okay. So you look around and you just see like just and and you know what? Because I really like, I think it would be kind of cool. In Hades, it's like a we're going to go like a full Greek myth style. Uh, So you see uh, the river Styx branch out in front of you and on the far end of the river Styx uh, you see the Cerebus and you see a whole bunch of like souls reach, reaching out from the river, uh, trying to trying to get at you.
4: yep this is where
1: I wanted to be. Yep. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can manage to get these guys to come help you, I'll be so fucking impressed, Alfred. Okay. Uh, okay. And so the rest can plug in. And it's Indusier's turn.
4: Oh. Oh my. Oh, okay. Oh god, I just realized. Yeah. Can I could have possibly added a plus one because of my jack of all trades, that intelligence check? Is that the difference by any chance?
1: Yep, but it's too late.
4: Okay, okay, all right, all right. Another, okay. (laughs) Here we go, I'm done. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's
1: fine. That just made made my my... day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay, is here. Okay. So, Thaddeus and Talon, you see Alfred kind of go, I'll be right back, and then pop out of existence. Azir, your turn.
0: With these bullets. It actually doesn't surprise (laughs) me. This happens so much. It's just like, okay.
3: Okay. Uh, Uh, The the bullets, are they in front of the knolls or the knolls are. Like, are the knolls closer to the bridge?
1: uh, The bullets are, but we're counting it as kind of like, unless you're going to focus on the bullets, it's it's one unit. So uh, I would say that if you disbanded that unit, I I would let the bullet run wild too because it looks like they're being controlled by that unit. Okay.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to. I'm gonna cast what do you call it, uh, fairy fire? Yeah. On these bullets. North or south? Uh, let's do south, okay. just because it's closer to the keep, I guess. Okay. So that I think that's just a.
1: It's a deck save. Yeah, I fail. Okay. Both the unit and the bullet. they all get fairy fired. Yep. So that's so that south yeah. unit is just lit up like a Christmas tree. What color? Purple. <laughs> Always purple. Yeah, yeah. Does it does it like literally rain down from above?
3: Well, I think it. I think it just springs up around them, right? Like, they just start glowing purplish.
1: Well, so Alfred's Alfred's two, two dudes next to you start playing Purple Rain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, does your unit want to take an action? You guys could get Gideon close enough to jump onto the north or south tower. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. Uh... You guys want to move on to the north tower since the south yep. tower seems to be covered by uh, yeah. uh, Thaddeus's Thaddeus' is
3: crew. Yeah, okay. so we'll, ju- we'll uh, disembark and land on the uh, north tower
1: Azir as you disembark you see uh, the balloon of the of the ship get hit by a rogue fireball no oh no even better one of those lightning bolts that's being cast down from the call lightning hits the top of the ship and hits the uh, balloon and you just see it shatter and Gideon looks at you and just kind of like very calmly very deadpan very like that sort of like hero look gives you a look and just says run you fools because I've always wanted to in the middle of a game (laughs) And then you see the sh- ship kind of like veer off and it just piles right into that unit that's that's charging the keep. Nice. And cause cool guys always walk away from explosions, it blows up and you see Gideon like just step out from the ashes and just <laughs> be- brush his shoulder off. It still looks immaculate and-, and then enter the keep. Talon, your turn.
0: How far is any unit from the keep now?
1: They are right there, but they took a hit from that. Oh my God. Okay, so that unit, as the ship crashes into them, I have to make a morality check. Um, I will save it. It's down by five.
0: All right. Uh, so we're gonna line up and just all use burning
1: hands, <laughs> and just oh yeah, cones, you just focus like a right cone at of them. fire down below them. Yep. Yes. So I've only got a plus 15 this time.
4: Okay, and then if we're doing my cutting words, you can subtract five?
1: No, you're going to roll against my BR, just like you would a normal attack. So oh, oh go- I thought this was BR. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead and roll your BR. 29. Ugh, son of a bitch. 24. So it's down by two now. So now I'm down to 13. So they hit me and you see a few of them dart. And, oh, come on. My dice really like you guys today, I think. <laughs> Talon, how'd you do with your cone of fire? It's a 27. Okay, I got a 14. Nice. So that's down. I have to make a morality check. And 16. So I just made morality check, but I, I'm the guys at the Keep are down to an 8 for BR. So they just took a beating.
0: Can I hit them with meteors now?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no. Oh no. Okay, what'd you roll? Uh
0: 27.
1: Oh god. I rolled a 2. Yes.
0: <laughs> so not only did they get a ship crashed on them, then just got <laughs> yeah. lit up and then as soon as they were trying to escape that, just meteors come down. Yes. Meanwhile, your yeah.
1: dudes your your Alfred dudes are with you going na-na-na-na-na-na.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, everything
4: blows up <laughs> and then the noise are like, "Oh, could this day get any worse?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay so they just rolled it they just rolled a 12 plus my 8 is 20 altogether what's your number uh, I was 27 so it's not it's not enough so they're down to 6 now these guys are just taking a beating if you could understand nolish you you hear one of them look at the other going seriously we're, we're, I'm done with this shit <laughs> okay my turn so the bollets are both going to attack the towers uh, they cannot get through the the rock yet they start m- mowing on it uh, and the units are taking attacks on the front door, the north tower, the doors are starting to splinter and crack. The, the south tower, nothing's happening. They're just banging against the door. They can't can't get through. Thaddeus, it's your turn.
2: So the unit will attack that group that's at the bottom, like trying to take down the doors. Yep, so, so that's BR a BR That's yeah. right.
1: Ah, uh, 20. Yeah, I got a 33. So nothing happened that round, they missed.
2: What do you do? Then I'm going to attack the bullet again. Okay. Wait, uh who's fairy fired up? Are are the South oh, size fairy fire. Okay. Yours.
1: Actually, so roll again for your for your your dudes. Nice. They have advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Better. Uh so um thirty six. That beats me. So they're down by two. Cool. Okay. Take your shot on your bullet. So that should hit nineteen to hit? Yes, it
2: hits. Eight damage. Uh and then I'm gonna do a second attack. Yep. Oh, okay. Same thing. So, I guess it hits, and then I'm gonna attack. Nine damage. Actually, I thought, oh, I forgot. I could do Divine Smite, so I'm just gonna do another uh, 2d8, right? Divine
1: Smite might be on uh, melee attacks.
2: Uh, When you hit a creature with a melee weapon. You are correct, okay. Uh, So, yeah, so just nine damage then.
1: Okay, so the bullet takes a bunch, and I'm going to actually drop your unit, that unit, down by another two, because it's technically a hit on the unit. Alfred.
4: Okay, so I will be uh, exploring the area I'm in. I'm gonna find a, a, a PR representative or someone who I can speak to. Um, I wanna, I wanna make a case for the big man. I presented my case. I'd like to be the devil's advocate. So, is there want, someone want. A, I can speak to? Someone, someone I, I can speak to about what's going on out here? Because yeah. I have, I have a complaint that this guy's gonna want to hear about.
1: I want the rest of you to unplug. <laughs> okay. Someone uh, like uh, appears in front of you. Looks very wealthy, very, very like well-to-do. Has the scent of brimstone around him. Mm-hmm. Says, "I can totally back you up. I've been watching you for a while now. That pact you got, I'll replace it, and I'll give you a, a small force to take back with you. But, but I want you to swear fealty to me through your a new pact."
4: Um. Sounds like a great offer. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm in a situation where I'm looking for a lot of uh, different um, offers here. Uh, You're definitely currently number one in my book. Um, Is there another person I can speak to?
1: Uh, you see someone who looks like Mephisto appear from like in the background, and and the the dude in front of you kind of points and says, "Well, you got him."
4: Yeah, I'll go speak to
1: him. You know well enough not to, not to talk to him. Really? <laughs> well, well, maybe maybe you don't.
4: <laughs> um, no, I mean I've got a legitimate. I think so. If I can speak to the the owner of this establishment. Oh my God. So, uh, okay. so to speak.
1: Yes. Okay. So so he kind of looks at you. And he just kind of like gives you one of those like hollow eyed nods. <laughs> And uh, you take a step, and you like uh, appear in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the the world warped around you, so you, you could be right in front of the throne. Uh, he towers like fifty feet over ahead of you. Like, like yes. you're like looking at the statue of Zeus, right? Like it's like this is sure. ridiculous. Yeah, and if it were like in us, it would be like talking to a Smurf. <laughs> And you just kind of feel the voice vibrate through you like, puny mortal, what could you possibly offer me?
4: My good sir, you and I share a common ancestry, as you can see by my heritage. A great many years ago, I was blessed. That's right, blessed, not cursed, as those (laughs) might say. With your ancient infernal blood, I come to you now with a sense of urgency. There is in the Great Plains, I know it's not this ethereal or astral plane that we might be on now. There is a great evil attempting to usurp your, yes, that's right. Destroy the natural order of death. You, my good sir, deal in the business of death and can uh, understand my my complaint that imagine a world where those cannot die. Imagine an undying world. I think you and I can both agree this would be bad for business. It might even put you out of a job. If you can lend me your hands, a small army of sorts, maybe a small damned army, we could put an end to this dangerous Malay who promises an undying life. What kind of life would that be? Sir, I am at your mercy as I get down
1: on a knee. He holds up his hand. Okay. Do you stop or do you going. Yes, no, I, I stop. Okay, and he looks down, and again, like, he doesn't really move his mouth so much as you just feel the words, and he says, Malay is not the problem, but I do not disagree with your analysis. <laughs> I can't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will grant what you need, but you will owe me two favors, and your soul at the end shall be mine.
4: Soul, that's a heavy price. Can I trade it for a soul of equal or greater value?
1: That could be debated at a later date.
4: All right, we'll, we'll table that. I think it's going to be great for both of us. The great compromiser once said, a deal is made when both sides aren't happy. Yeah, and I think we both gave up a little bit. Um, this is a great compromise, and uh, I accept your deal. Where do okay. I sign?
1: He reaches down, and he touches you on your forehead with mm-hmm. the end tip of his nail, and you feel a sharp, burn in your forehead your features are now m- more that style okay you know what i'm talking about like they're more yeah. sharp yep you have more of a red tint to your skin as well now okay and when you get really mad you have digitation essentially on, on your body okay where flames arc between your horns <laughs> okay and he says go and beware the lich It is not Malay that you should be watching for. It is others. (sighs) Okay. And then before you can respond, he he like snaps his fingers and you appear back next to where you are. Uh, The rest can plug in. Okay. Okay. So you guys see Alfred pop back. You don't see Alfred pop back because you're so so focused on everything else you're doing. For a brief moment, you guys have that smell of brimstone and you kind of hear a poof behind you but before you can look you feel uh, the earth rumble and shake around you uh, and you see these uh, large hands reach out from throughout different areas in the great plains huh. you hear a crack of thunder and it, almost from the ground itself you hear a rumbling voice say the deal has been struck uh, and then you hear heed my warning and, and you see uh, ten hands reach out from the ground and they're all about the same size as each of you and from the ground steps forth these large fire giants but they're not live. They look like they're undead fire giants and they coalesce on the army of gnolls and reach down and sweep aside everything with yelps of like pain and horror as they get swatted by. Talon, you you see uh you see the spell above you dissipate as concentration mm. is lost. Nice through the fire of that wall of fire, as these giants just kind of like step through and decimate the attacking army, both to the horror and awesomeness of, of your side. You're kind of like, oh God, please don't turn around, please don't turn around, please don't turn around, as the giants are focused on that one army, not yours. Uh, you, you see Aelon sort of standing there through the decimation of the Great Plains. You can like see the, like you can get a direct line towards him. And and he looks up at you and does like that eye pointy thing, two fingers to his eyes and then, and then points <laughs> up at you. And then kind of gives you almost, Alfred, you, you swear to God, you see, see him do like a nod of approval, more out of like, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> and then he, he disappears. Okay. The gnolls get just absolutely just beat by these giants that are throughout the Great Plains. And then as soon as the last one runs away and is kind of like squished with a thumb down on the ground, the giant that squished it just kind of like melts back into the ground.
4: Hmm. I wasn't expecting that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys turn around and Alfred, do you want to describe yourself?
4: Yeah, I'm just normal Alfred. I mean, I haven't haven't seen
1: myself in a mirror yet. (laughs) So what you guys see is, you see Alfred, uh, what we used, what color was your skin at one point? Uh, it was peach orange. Yeah, okay. So it's it's less peach orange now and and more, like, we're not talking like Iron Man or Spider-Man red, but, but it's, it's got more of a, it's a really ripe peach. <laughs> <laughs> His horns are less uh, tiefling and he looks almost a little bit like Tim Curry's character in Legend. <laughs> Noise, But not quite that defined, but it's definitely more on that end than it is on the tiefling end. And for a brief moment, just after he appears, uh, you see a, a flame sitting in between his two horns yes. uh, hovering just above his head. He's got like that sort of uh, like an aura of like, like a little bit uncomfortable ar- around him.
3: Alfred turned into
1: Hellboy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talent approves
1: <laughs> the day is one.
0: Yeah. nice
1: <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened
3: <laughs> well we'll have to uh, listen to the podcast to find <laughs> out when <laughs> no, seriously like
1: <laughs> legitimately I- I'm surprised that just happened this is all in the brass <laughs> city jeez that was, you're a dick, David. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you guys celebrate later that night? I'm going to
3: have Alfred stick apples on his horns, <laughs> and I'm going to throw
1: my javelin
2: <laughs> at the, <laughs> <laughs> pick him. Pick off. Got to tune to it somehow.
1: Yeah. Oh, your javelin? Uh, it is a javelin of lightning. Yes. So when you hurl it and speak its command word, it transforms into a bolt of lightning, forming a line five feet wide that extends out from you to a target within 120 feet. Nice. Each creature in the line, excluding you and the target, must make a saving throw or take damage. Half as much on a failed save and half as much on a, on a save. D- 46 lightning damage. Okay. Uh, the lightning bolt turns back into a javelin when it reaches the target and then you make a ranged attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes damage from the javelin plus 46 lightning. So it's like your lightning spell, right? Yeah. The javelin's property can't be used again till the next dawn. Okay. In the meantime, the javelin can still be used as a magic weapon. Okay. And you will have to remember to retrieve it because I will absolutely make sure you forget that son of a bitch. All right, guys, how do you celebrate saving, the, saving Jordan's Crossing? Everyone's just still stunned from the Giants. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't really know what I just saw. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I would like Alfred to tell us or sing us a song about his amazing uh, adventure,
4: I'm
1: assuming. I think that's a good idea.
4: Yeah, my, my throat's kind of sore. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've inhaled a lot of smoke, so uh, I'm not really going to be saying or doing much tonight, guys all right
1: okay i want a deception check and uh azir you're gonna make an insight check against his deception check
2: okay uh i'll cast zone of truth do i have zone of truth
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that yet 11 uh 17 you have no reason to disbelieve him and and thaddeus you have no reason to cast zone of truth (laughs) well i
2: just naturally distrust him yeah
1: (laughs) because i've listened to the podcast and i know that generally that's not true
3: (laughs) So, yeah, I'll say, um, yeah, well, lay off the uh, wacky weed there and <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, hope to hear about your adventure soon. You don't need to hear about them. It's not really that important. As a side quest, we need to find a soul.
1: Got <laughs> 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 <Cut> the <to> black. <laughs> yeah, that's where we'll fade to black, right there, <laughs> with everyone's got, like, a stunned look on their face. Okay. And in the distance, you hear a wah, 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 wah,
4: Just turns and I shrug and goes, who else but Alfred? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alfred.
3: <laughs>